podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone, hopefully you can uh, see us on LinkedIn this time. I don't know what happened, what went wrong, but uh, but it would be good if you can just shout out that you are able to see us on LinkedIn, that would be awesome. So it keeps our optimism alive because for five minutes our heart sank and probably my heart sank more than everyone else's. Um, but it's good to be, good to be back on our 97th show and good to welcome um, you know, Tracy, uh, Anthony, Preeti, and Swati. Now, we got two debutants and two are experienced LinkedIn guests as well. So be be kind to the new debutant. Don't ask them tough questions, um, you know, at all. But look, you know, the, the, you know we are on the 97th show, uh, and this is only possible because of the, the watchers or listeners. Uh, you know of you know you guys and why we are celebrating uh, you know optimism in this time or this week because it was our friend uh, of the show Victor suggested that we should talk about optimism optimism week uh, leading up to our hundredth show and that's what we are broadcasting in this the whole week we have got guests that who have been part of this show before. And also some of the listeners, such as Preeti, who has been a listener to this, uh, you know, show for a long time. But before we kick off, um, you know, I, I, I will be sharing, uh, you know, some of the my personal stories and anecdotes, uh, which talks about optimism. I think I was probably nine or ten years old and uh, lived in a in kind of a you know remote uh, you know town in in India, and uh, you know I got into gambling at that time, uh, and I used to you know steal my you know money from my dad's purse and would go and gamble and would make more money, and you know that's what continued because it, it was addictive to me, and you know, surprisingly the the place that I I used to go and play cards with friends it was probably 500 meters from my home and I always thought that that is I'm invincible my dad would never find out and I still remember that that afternoon I was playing and somebody said your dad is here and I froze I <laughs> thought this is probably the end of life what do you call that and I was that 500 meters that my my dad walked with me he never spoke a word he didn't speak any word he just he just said nation let's go home went home it was lunchtime and he sat down for lunch and he said he just simply said to me nation you know what i've got some books for you why don't you read these books you know he he, he never discussed that with me at all and those books that he gave me had a very profound impact on me at that nine year old and i saw hope i didn't i didn't understand what hope really meant but retrospective when i look at i look at 
that, that was a, a you know a, a testament of hope that my dad instilled into me it, it could have gone on the other way that i would be you know bashed uh, you know for uh, you know doing something which is completely criminal illegal but my dad kept silent and really gifted me something which was so profound and i shared this story <clears throat> even with my kids that i find that you know that is something that i i live by so I, that is the anecdote that i wanted to really share with all of you to you know to you know to talk about optimism but before we introduce our guest let's welcome caroline brown thanks nisha and i guess you know it's a lovely story about unconditional love isn't it really that no matter what you do your parents still love you and um you know see the good in you as well so it's a, a really nice story to share um thank you everyone for joining us anthony tracy pretty swati it's really wonderful to have you here and, and to celebrate um optimism and really keen to hear your stories about what makes you optimistic because it's a very individual very personal thing and um I think everybody needs a little bit of um, reflection around that at, at this time, particularly in Melbourne. We were talking yesterday about being in, under curfew, which is a completely foreign concept um, to all of us, and just to get your head around that you're not allowed out at night. I mean, my cat still goes out, but that's, you know, he always does that. So um, anyway, um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, what I'd really like to do is just go around the circle, starting with you, Anthony, then Tracy, Pretty and Slidey, just get you to introduce yourself to people and then uh, tell us what optimism means to you and perhaps share a story around where you've had to be optimistic to overcome something. So, um, Anthony, I'll put the spotlight on you first to, to kick it off. <laughs> oh, no, no ladies first. Okay, that, that's all right. Um, I'll cope. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll do this. Um, I'm Anthony Cohen. Um, I'm the founder of Project Displaced, which helps uh, people who've lost their jobs during the current pandemic um, with free career advice provided by a, an amazing team of volunteer recruiters and career coaches, mindset coaches and mental health experts as well. So um, we've grown from offering a job board to um, seven day a week support um, for people. And to me, I guess, you know, hope and optimism, having been somebody who uh, for the better part of the last 12 months was unemployed before the current pandemic. Um, you know, all of my experience is, is probably very, very recent. Um, and to me, remaining optimistic and having hope is that things will work out and that no matter how dire things may seem, and I suspect it's a recurrent theme this week, um, there there is always the necessity to to maintain hope, but also to, to look across your network, to family and to friends, to programs like this in order to perhaps find those sparks because sometimes it's really, really difficult um, to constantly rely on yourself and the chatter that happens in, in your own head. So um, to me, it's, it's remaining you know, optimistic in, in the face of adversity, um, which so many people can relate to at the moment. Um, and you know, my, my, my personal story, if you wanted us to carry on with that is, like I say, spending the last 12 months um, a period in gardening leave to, to be really, really clear. So, you know, the pressure wasn't necessarily there, but certainly as the gardening leave came to an end and that coincided with the end of the year, obviously there's a downturn in uh, the job market traditionally at that point in time. So you do start to lose a little bit of hope. You do start to think that, you know, what does the future actually look like? Um, and you, you know, have and the same experience that a lot of people do, you start to get shortlisted for some jobs and then you don't hear back from some people and, you know, you miss out at the last moment and that starts to impact you obviously really, really personally. But I think I maintained the vision and the view that 
Um, I certainly had skills that people wanted. I had skills and uh, and abilities that um, were going to be of value and that I had a personal, um, I suppose, um, promise to myself that I was only going to still put myself forward for roles that I thought were ethical and that I wanted to contribute to to the organizations um, that you know I chose to and, and not to, to try and get too desperate about things but it certainly does open up your mind and you know that period led very swiftly into the beginning of the year I got a contract and then lost the contract two weeks later when COVID hit and, and we all experienced the current environment but even still then I thought well what can I do um, but to use maybe some of that sense of hope and optimism um, and to try and set something up to help others in this position and four or five months later, here we are. Um, and I think it's been the most rewarding experience. It doesn't earn us any money and we haven't done it and don't do it for any cash, but just being able to help people to get a group of volunteers together who only want to do good, who get so much satisfaction in bringing some hope and optimism to other people, I think has just been tremendous. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll quit it there and I'll, I'll hand over to Swati. Yeah, it's such a great story, isn't it? It's surrounded by optimism in what you've done as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Swati, do you want to tell us what makes you optimistic and um, give us a, give us, sounds so demanding, give us a tale, a story of, of uh, how you've overcome an obstacle? <laughs> First of all, my heartiest congratulations to Nesha and you. Um, it's incredible that in the time of crisis, you both have come together in spreading this happiness and optimism. Uh, it's something really incredible because I'm someone who is an HR professional and, um, you know, something which I live and breathe is um, working with people their careers and jobs and whether they're going to be jobs or they're not going to be jobs. And um, I have just one word for what optimism means for me and that's Nesha. Every time I look for hope and optimism, optimism <laughs> my story started in Australia with an association with him and um, yeah, um, I have seen him rising in last eight years ever since I have known to him. So I wouldn't say many words, but I would just narrate a little story of how I met Nesha then um, what my little stories, everyone, I believe everyone has a story. And um, I, for me, optimism is, or optimism is uh, what's my story and then how I draw my strengths and how I sail through with friends like Nesha. So eight years ago, uh, when I was in the job market, I left a very well-established career in, from, in India and I had these, um, it, it was in my head that I want to do something different. I want to migrate and I want to explore across the continents and I want to travel and I would find a new home. And I landed in Canberra and I got on LinkedIn and I started writing um, to people, hey, this is me, this is Swati, I'm a professional, I have a strong background in tech and started selling myself <laughs> as a candidate in the market and came across Nesha then um, he was really quick and, you know, um, I didn't receive replies from probably 99 people, Nesha was 100th 
person i may have read you and i got the response and uh, it was probably in first 15 days when i was yeah in the in searching or in search of you know a job and finding new me and um, as soon as i spoke to him and he said this is what i do and this is how i do and swati you would be a great candidate to join my um training program and i felt like what is he trying to sell me i don't need a training program i i, I know recruitment i know the job market i am the hr professional and i and i think that's that's where i was probably you know questioning myself as well do i really know 100 people didn't reply to me so that's that's how we, i started engaging with nashad and what i would want to say is um when i got into the market with no identity not knowing anyone locally not knowing anyone none of my contacts my global networks worked i realized that there has to be a different way and i learned through nashad's training program what was that different way i would say for me optimism is when you are ready to install a new operating system and change your mindset so nasha gave me that hope that there is a possibility to change your mindset and um i got on a journey with him i became an employment consultant which i never thought i would do i never thought i would utilize my um, psychology degree and do something completely different i got this opportunity when i chose to actually work without any money i became a volunteer with salvation army employment plus which was very much, very first job and i remember after 3 months i had seven job offers at the same time and um i called nasha then i said nasha i have these seven job offers <laughs> what do i do mate <laughs> and um i said i would want to work for the place where i'm volunteering i think my values my strengths everything is our training so for me optimism is get associated with people who will help you on help you in your journey find a tribe for yourself find an environment where your values you can you can use your values you can utilize your strengths and that happen i never after that um uh, from a volunteer to an employment consultant to getting promoted i worked for 3 years in that organization and one thing which changed after i left in that organization was they stopped hiring volunteers because after me there were five volunteers who walked up into the organization and during the transformation phase we were successful to tell the business that these volunteers are required and they created a role of a business coordinator in that organization so you do have to draw down on your stories you're always writing your own story how i see it is in the midst of change we often get challenged and we don't realize we have wings and we see those wings and then we fly so here i am talking to you about my little story <laughs> that's what optimism is about on a side note when nashad said what is optimism swati so i say every time i hop for a job i call nashad 
<laughs> and that's optimism for me. <laughs> but I do draw down from my tribe. Fantastic. So you're Captain Optimism now, Nish. So <laughs> what a great story. He is. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, pretty. Love to hear your version of optimism and how you've used that. Uh, hi, everyone. First of all, thank you, Nesha and Caroline, for giving me this opportunity. And congratulations for 100 episodes coming up. It's amazing, amazing time. Uh, I would like to say a beautiful quote by Helen Keller first. And it says that optimism is a faith that leads to achievement. And nothing in this world is possible without hope and confidence. And I feel it's so true because sometimes, you know, we are just flowing in life, enjoying life, and suddenly some negative event, a tragic event just strikes and you're shattered or maybe just completely shaken up by that. And at that time, I think that we should believe in ourselves and try our best, never give up and put your honest efforts. And that will definitely pay off because I believe that after every dark night, there is a brighter day. And I truly believe that, you know, hope and optimism are the most valuable triads in life. It is like to be optimistic or not to be optimistic. There is only one difference. And that is a choice that we make. And I feel that throughout the life journey, you know, whatever good times we see or we see difficult times, it's that experience which shapes us. Mm. And I would like to share my recent story, very recent in COVID times. Like I was looking for job opportunity in February and it picked up. Some interviews came in front of me. I and I almost landed in job in March, mid-March. And suddenly at that time, COVID just struck and everything became uncertain. I was told that things are very positive, but you know, it's uncertain times and the role is put upon hold. Of course, it was very tragic what is happening. And it's I think it's a lifetime at, uh, experience to gain through this pandemic because we have never seen something like this before. And I was very stressed and at a similar time, my family was going to visit me in Australia and they couldn't come over. I was very sad and stressed. But at that time, I was reading a book. And in that book, it was written that your brain is like a bank. Consider it as a memory bank and put in only positive thoughts and withdraw only positive thoughts from that. And that night, I thought, let me try out. And I slept. And before sleeping while I, I was thinking that, oh, I'm blessed to have family and friends around me. Uh, I have food, clothing, shelter. When I came to Australia, I had no local experience at all, but I got an opportunity and I have been working here for many years. And now in this situation, I have two things in front of me. One, which is just beyond my control, you know, border closures, lockdown enforcement. Should I just think about that and get stressed? Or I have another thing which is in my control. And maybe with this thought I slept and next morning when I got up, 
I had big smile on my face, and I decided, come on, now I should take control of the things that I can do, and because the kids are going to look up at me, how I behave and everything. So we decided to spend good quality family time in this lockdown, and family activities together, and you know, play with kids together, and at the side by side, I tried to. Start connecting with people on LinkedIn, and I should say blessing in disguise. Maybe I said that now there are no geographical boundaries; like everything is online. So I just not connected with people in Sydney, but also in Melbourne, Brisbane, in any part of the world. And I connected with such amazing people, and I should say I'm so grateful and thank you for that time. And I really appreciate that because while talking to them. Getting insights, getting advice—it just changed my perspective and my mindset as a job seeker. It really helped me, and some very exciting things are taking shape. Developments are going on, and I'm really excited about it. And I do believe, and I'm strong believer that there is obviously a light at the end of tunnel. I always believe that. Fantastic story. Really, really nice to hear that. I think so. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Trace. The technology just got me. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. And of course, like everyone else, big congratulations to you guys. You've really started a fantastic initiative. And to be honest, all your stories have been. Wonderful and inspiring. Um, I work in predominantly now in career transition. It used to be known as uh, outplacement. I'm a consultant with LHH, and I also um, do some private work. So, um, unlike a lot of other businesses, our business is in growth mode, and I'm getting. Um, you know, opportunities to work with and support people from multiple industries, multiple professions. And um, one of the, I have to say, one of the really big takeouts I take from the period right now is something that I think is a really great thing, but maybe not everybody else will see it the same way. But when I was working with people pre-COVID, and like you, Anthony, I noticed how tough the economy was back in August last year. I mean, it seems like an easy economy now, but it felt tough at the time. And how people are very tied to their work identity, their, who they are is what they do. And because of COVID, it just, that is one of the things I've really observed is that's just completely stripped away. And it's like people are still, I mean, people are still aspirational, they're still ambitious, but they're also just realistic about what's going on in the market at the moment. And I think it frees them up to be really transparent and honest and direct. And I think it also frees up the employers and the organisations and the recruiters to be far more. I don't know if that's been your experience, but that's certainly been what I've observed. And similarly, it's had that impact on me. Um, the other area I've really noticed and I think has been encouraging, encouraging, not always happy, but encouraging is people's resilience but more I'd say their adaptability and how they've reinvented themselves and reinvented their professions and reinvented not their stories so much but 
um, clarifying their direction more certain because the direction is much more short term. So I've, you know, people who perhaps were in one industry in one role are really able to position themselves much more readily and enthusiastically into something quite different. I mean, we've heard about pilots working in supermarkets, for example, and um, you know, and people have got opportunities to go in the other direction as well, where they've been really forced to stretch, particularly in areas like risk and compliance, where there's been awesome, awesome opportunities. So I think that that adaptability, and I think the other way we're seeing adaptability is how people are, you know, for example, what you're doing um, in, actually, I know that you're interviewing Melinda later in the week, Melinda Livingston's just, just doing this, you know, her business, she runs a small business, but she's just running this business. It's really taking off right now. I can really see it taking off is because people are enthusiastic to explore um, side gigs and setting businesses up for themselves where I think they might have been tentative about it or I'll fit it in when I have time but now they're really exploring what they can do and I think that's sort of like uh, as you were saying pretty earlier about you know career autonomy and um, self-efficacy and really self-belief and going for it and not relying on employers and traditional and conventional ways of working which I think is fantastic and what you are doing with your you know your regularity and your care package you know career care packages is just like who would have thought like that was happening three months ago and how long and how sustainable it's been and how much interest there is and I think there's a sharing um the the part I think I would say what has filled me with optimism is my I've done it I've, I've actually had some significant learnings myself not massive in terms of um you know the great big bang type activities they've actually been quite modest but really important ones for me or a really high level of awareness so um and I think it's just the intimate environment that we're all working at the moment that it, it's much more contained and much smaller so that we can see and feel and hear more so I've actually been learning and one of the big things I've one of the biggest learnings I've had uh, is that being a kind person is not just basically something that's assigned to us all, but kindness is actually something we have to work at all the time. And being kind and maintaining kindness and disciplining ourselves to be kindness. And that is another thing that probably gives me hope and optimism is that we all have, and I think we've all seen the emergence of kindness in everybody. Not all the time and we're not perfect and we do rebound, but I just really see a lot of people making a big effort to be more, more understanding and more compassionate and kind, so mm. yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because in the news, the news is opposite a lot of the time from what is actually going on, you know. Um, and we've all experienced the kindness of other people um, through this period. So I wish there was more more stories of that because I think it would change people's perspective and stop the blame and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, which is kind of distracting. So, yeah, thank, thanks for sharing that, Tracy. It's fantastic. Um, Nesh, did you want to go through some comments? We've got some comments. No, 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 no. We just want to welcome Kalpana Amit uh, Stewart. Thank you. 100 shows in great effort. Thank you very much. Now, Giridhar is, he says, thrown a challenge. He says that 97 is the first happy prime number. Now, I'm an engineer, but don't ask me what his prime numbers are. I don't know at all. Um, you know, but next happy prime numbers are 907, 9007, 90,007, and 900,007. Giridhar, uh, you know, uh, and I admire hope and optimism. Uh, you know, I think I think the next one would be 907 because that looks 
a little more achievable than 9007 by 90007 i think my 14 year old would be doing this uh, by that time uh, but uh, but yeah alex thank you uh, and that's right open optimism is exactly what anthony has offered to hundreds of displaced workers throughout his vision and hard work and um, uh, Anthony giving back and creating a lot of hope in many and Anthony has brought me hope and he's an optimistic man with great initiative. Hemangi, welcome. Unam, welcome to the show in uh, Intias as well. I, I, I think that at the same time, I think we all, I also wanted to ask all of us that, you know, what some of the kind of personal challenges did you uh, did you encounter and what did you overcome in this time? Because professionally, I think we have, uh, you know, still are challenged. Um, but or if you want to just share a, a something that you overcome, um, you know, obviously in, in my uh, situation at the time when we started, um, you know, I, and I think me and Caroline have shared this informally amongst ourselves is because we are keeping a now a kind of a, a learning note of what did we learn out of doing all these things, you know, over a period of time. And one of the things that I I actually overcome is that promising first and then doing it, right? So we promise that we will be then showing up every day at 3 p.m. not realizing that that will be right in the middle because when I was there, I was in India, didn't have anything else to do. It was morning time and then I had the whole day. But now right in the middle of, of the day, and uh, you know, and, and and to be able to kind of continuously do that uh, is something that I, I personally have learned out of it. That how do I then keep to keep this particular commitment? How do I work everything around to make sure that I'm able to do it? For example, I started a new role. I specifically asked my my manager. I said, "This is something that I I have been doing for so many months." And I definitely want to continue my effort into this. And I know I would I will not take a lunch break, right? I'll just use this time to come and talk to you know talk to everyone about LinkedIn on LinkedIn Live. And he happily agreed. Previously, I think I would not have that kind of courage to ask for those kind of discussions. Or you know, I, I think I think there was also a, a kind of a fear that that sat at the very 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 foundation of those questions. That I think I've I've little you know uh, I I have little freedom with that. Um, you know, so that's what my learning obviously on on. Personal front, as I was talking to Anthony and Caroline before that, you know, getting my my especially my seven-year-old to sit on Zoom and not chat with his friends and 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 do the activities required and everything is still a big challenge. But I'm pretty sure that I will eventually in next six weeks I'll probably overcome that too. Uh, Caroline, and then we'll probably take another round with you know mm -hmm. Anthony, Swati, Preeti, and uh, Tracy. So a challenge of this particular time you're talking about, Nish. Yeah, um, I think it's. I don't know. Um, it, it, I I find it difficult not seeing friends face to face. That's what I find really difficult. Um, I haven't seen. I've only seen one person face to face since March because I live with my elderly parents at the moment. So I'm being very careful about where I go. So I do find that challenging. And then, so you know, I, I've tried to make up with that with zoom and calls and and um going and getting regular exercise so the thing that's really helped me with that is i i found myself just going on 
very long walks now <laughs> like with podcasts and do you know what I mean it, 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 and I've actually found that really helpful so nothing really replaces the um, face-to-face contact but you know it's kind of helped me that I've sort of had to dig deeper within myself to work out and experience what gives me a sense of uh, interest and, and well-being and yeah I've listened to some lovely long um podcasts around i don't know the meaning of life and everything and um yeah just a real real variety of them and i found that a wonderful resource so yeah that's what i've used so yeah what about you anthony um oh gosh this period has taught me so much but i really want to pick up on something that tracy mentioned before because i think it's so pertinent and that is and i might have mentioned it the last time i was on but we are defined by our roles and the biggest struggle i've had i've I've been made redundant twice through two reorganizational changes and i found that people had trouble relating to me because I was no longer Anthony from X or Anthony from Y. And it's the first question we ask people usually, what do you do? Really bad habit. But I think that we've almost, we've received a little bit of freedom, a little bit more permission to be more transparent, to be more authentic. And I think that that's broken down some of the taboos. Um, And, you know, some of the things that Tracy mentioned that are really resonating with the people that we're talking to and is resonating with me. You know, previously, if you had a gap in employment, it's a little bit taboo. It's a little bit tough to talk about, explain the gap in your CV. I think if any employer or recruiter in the future says uh, what happened in 2020, they've been living on another planet. I mean, we're seeing it with the green circle on LinkedIn. We're seeing people reaching out to other people, to their networks. Um, You know, Swati's whole point there as well, I think was terrific. I've become braver. I've learned that I've had to ask for help. um, And I suppose I've had to, I'm a natural introvert. So asking for help has been really difficult for me. Um, And so I've been incredibly um, surprised, um, humbled, amazed that there are so many people who've wanted to help. You just have to actually say, you know what, I'm struggling with a, B or C, it might be a personal problem, maybe a, a professional issue, it may be in you know, the project that we're doing um, and reaching out to the volunteers that have helped us or, or to reaching out to people who I know have specific skills that I don't and it's okay and it's okay to say I'm currently looking for an opportunity or I want to grow or I'm looking for a learning platform or, or whatever it might be. So that's been the biggest, um, the biggest challenge for me and the biggest lesson um, and I think that there is a huge amount of, of hope and optimism in breaking down some of those taboos and saying you know what we are actually all in this together particularly of a professional um, platform we need to reinvent ourselves we need to reach out and, and talk more openly and support one another and I think you know that's where programs like yours are just so terrific and do give people that hope and, and that sense of optimism um, and you know that that's that one of the biggest if not the biggest take out from this period for me anyway. Mm, fantastic yeah I think it's um yeah it is that I can ask for help and somebody will say yes it's really life-affirming isn't it it's uh, really nice thing yeah um Swati yeah interesting time so what should I say um I started 2020 with a long list of goals and that's what we all do every year (laughs) and then March came in and um, something very interesting is I work for a healthcare organization so you can imagine the magnitude 
period of stress, which would have drilled down. And I work with hospitals as an HR professional. So the magnitude of stress, which drilled down right from the top to bottom, bottom to the top line, and, you know, in and out in my surroundings was messy. And um, I think the very first thing I had to do in a situation like that was obviously reassess where do I sit in the organization and then um, what capacity and what can I do now and what is in my control and what is not in my control. And the very first thing I had to do was prepare a tactical resourcing strategy mm. if COVID is going to multiply, what's, what would that look like, which was, which was very dreadful uh, for me even to think now after five months being in the lockdown working from home at that time to be honest I felt like I've been asked some of the answers which I really don't have <laughs> anyways um, that was a great opportunity for me to draw down my experience on a piece of paper and personally in my space that pushed me to think what happens to my goal because I've been contracting so I enjoy contracting, which means I get married to one organization, work for them, plan out of them and get divorced and move on to the next gig. And um, putting myself as a you know, job seeker in the market when this pandemic is going to explode, that thought was horrifying. So mm -hmm. the first thing I did was make a connection with myself. And I think this is what um, optimism for me is. It's very essential that before you reach out to anybody, you reassess where do you stand in this situation and what are you going to do. And all I did was accept it the way it is, be realistic. It's okay to feel angry, sorry, upset, allow the emotions to process. And you know, all of this was happening and then the homeschooling started. <laughs> so I have a five-year-old and um, like uh, one of my challenge uh, right now in the times of crisis is to learn phonetics. I grew up in India. Of course, I went to a convent school in English and Hindi are the two languages I learned, but I never learned phonetics. So I had to organize myself in my personal space and. And the best thing school did through homeschooling was they started sending activities like mindfulness, which means me and my daughter would every morning sit together and meditate. And that allowed me to connect with myself. I'm a martial arts practitioner. So one of the goals I had was to get through the grading. And I realized this is not going to happen, which means my workouts are not going to happen. What do I do? So I took up a challenge, a push up challenge to create mental health awareness and um, I realized all of that helped me to integrate myself and helped me to reassess where my professional goals are, where my personal goals are and um, something with a very interesting happened. Um, I'm moving out of my contractual relationship towards a full-time ongoing role, yeah. <laughs> which is um, which happened really easily without, so that was one of the goals I had put up on my wall at the start of 2020. And um, all I would say is, um, yes, if they are challenging time, accept where you are, how you're placed, and organize your energy 
I'm also doing something more interesting. I've done more number of professional development than I would have done in 2019 mm. or 2018. I would, I, I'm engaged with 13 other women who came together on Saturday to write what our vision is, what our strengths are, what our purpose is. And I've picked up three individuals whom I'm currently helping to find an opportunity in HR. All of them are in the job market. Wow. And I could find my own opportunity only because I'm engaged with them. So all I would say is um, in the times of crisis, whenever I'm challenged, no matter back in 2013 when I found Nashad, or no matter now in this crisis, mm. I draw down on my values, I stick to my purpose, and I try and talk to myself every day. It's very essential that we engage with ourselves first, understand what our intrinsic motivation, where does it come from, where our extrinsic motivation comes from. Being mm -hmm. part of this forum today and listening to you all is an encouragement to me that I'm not alone on this journey. And my message would be, nobody's alone here. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of taking that step forward and asking for that help mm. fantastic pretty for me like i'm a very enthusiastic and bubbly person and for me the most challenging thing is sitting at home not meeting with anybody <laughs> but yeah uh, I, to overcome that i did connect with people and talking with them talking on phone or i'm definitely following some podcasts and train, getting trained, learning new skills because on LinkedIn and everywhere there are new courses available, just upgrading my skills. And of course, involving a lot of time with kids, doing activities with them. And that's, that's very nice to spend time with them. And I definitely follow routine. I mean, it's not like that, just sitting at home in lockdown. I, I do follow routine. I go out to jog and walk because that is a time when I'm in nature and it's very refreshing. If you just say hello to somebody who is passing in front of you, it just creates some nice energy in you. So that is what excites me. And yeah, this is how I'm spending time. And I, I hope and I'm hopeful that this will pass on. It's funny, I've been walking out doors with my mask and dark glasses and I walked past a neighbour and he didn't even recognise me this morning. Mm -hmm. I was like, hello, it's me. <laughs> you really have to kind of, it's weird smiling at somebody where you're behind a mask, you don't realise that, you know, you've got to actually wave or something to, to be acknowledged. It's a different kind of communication. So, yeah, how about you, Trace? Technology again. <laughs> I love it when you call me Trace Carol. Sorry. Um, do you know, I, it was actually, it was really interesting. I, I was speaking to somebody in Perth, a client in Perth, and speaking to you guys in Melbourne and then being in Sydney, I think we've got very, we're having very different experiences. I, I don't think they're uh, universal or national. Um, so I have to say sincerely, mm. COVID's been really good for me. It's not, it's not been, I haven't been challenged. I've actually felt liberated and released. And I'm an extrovert, but I've been very comfortable 
um, being on my own. Um, my husband and I, we're not tearing each other's hair out. Um, I'm catching up with my friends and, the, you know, it's largely on Zoom and that's been fine. And I've really enjoyed letting go of expectations of myself. And even though, you know, we had plans and they've changed and they've gone, I mean, as of like everyone else adapted really quickly and yeah, and I'm and I, and again, I really feel like I need to put a disclaimer: is that I get lots of people are really struggling. I'm working with people who are struggling, mm. but I have not been one of the strugglers. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. But but you know, it's conditions that aren't obviously. I would prefer the conditions weren't in place for this to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you know, Amit and Imtiaz, hopefully, this uh, you know not specifically answers your question. But I think it, it does give you an understanding of how Anthony, Tracy, Preeti and Swati has dealt with it. And I think it's an ongoing process anyway. Every day it changes, you know. Sometimes you find yourself absolutely fine, you know, you know, and then suddenly after five minutes you see, you know, the deep coming in just because you listen to something. You know, I in my work with Center for Multicultural Youth, I, you know, Today's news, you know, the, the weekend's news would be pretty horrific because of the young people and the impact of this on young people's morale and and, and the consequences will be pretty horrific. Um, so I, I think this is an ongoing process. I, you know, I would I would think that nobody has really mastered all the emotions that one will go through in this one. But as we as we me and Caroline will say, we will we'll, uh, continue our effort to spread op optimism into your life and inject that forcefully if you listen to this, um, you know, and we will continue. So thank you very much, Anthony. That brings us to the end. Anthony, Swati, Preeti and Tracy, thank you very much for, you know, being on the show and especially Swati and Preeti, um, you know, and, and by the way, I did not tell Swati to to tell about my tell about me okay just to let you know yeah no, no i just yeah, yeah. No, it was, you know, you know I, I don't know whether whether anybody whether anybody noticed it or not but i i, I actually elevated myself for a for a little bit and then i went down off. but but thank you swati thank you very much for the for the friendship and i think me and caroline uh you know always cherish this virtual friendship that we have created with people all across and uh, and i think this is our way of saying thank you to you and thank you for the work that you know individually and collectively you know you guys doing project displays tracy preeti in the in the capacity and swati you as well so uh you know kb do you want to uh, leave people with something before i wrap this up no, I just wanted to say thank you guys for coming and joining and sharing and we'd love to have you all back on. Um, Nation and I are going to continue for, was that 997,000? I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, love to have you back on and thank you very much for sharing everything um, today. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep marching on because it's been a, it's been a fan, fun ride, I think. So, yeah. You should be proud. Thank you for having us, guys. Thank you. Nishal. Yeah, Nishal, I would like to say something. It's it's watching, you know, Career Care Package live every day. And thanks to you and Caroline. I, I think we all have sailed in the ship of optimism, as you say. And I'm 100% sure that we all will reach the harbor of success. I think it's just a matter of time.
Thank you, Preeti. Yeah. And yes, tomorrow we will be back. Tomorrow we are joined by Guardians of Hope. And as you see, I've got a flavor of Hollywood. I actually wanted to go with Bollywood, but I think not many people would relate to that. So I decided to go with Hollywood. So today we had the you know pursuit of optimism. Tomorrow we have got Guardians of Hope. And the Guardians of Hope are then uh, Tom uh, Shran and Shondell. So we will see you tomorrow, 3 p.m. Melbourne time. Until then, keep, if you are a Victorian, keep your mask up, everyone. If you are in Sydney, uh, you know, please look after yourself. Still, you just have to be mindful of this dreaded disease. Until we see you, see you later, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au And if you have got a question about today's episode, or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.